Yeah. Rest of Uday. Nice. All day Uday. Yes. <laughs> in the house. Man, thanks for uh, coming up. It's going to be nice to hang out with you a little bit and, and share with everybody. Dude, thank you for inviting me. I've seen so many of the episodes, and it's, it's always fun to watch and learn, get a little insight into everybody, you know, and people I see every day and train with. And then, ah, uh, so that's what makes that guy tick, all right? So, okay, cool. So, yeah, it's super fun, man. I'm excited. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. Man, what's the story with uh, Chicago? Where are you from? Where'd you, where'd you yeah. grow up? Like, yeah. Born and raised Chicago. Chicago, you know? Yeah, okay. this little town called Skokie. It's a suburb of Chicago. Okay. And, um, yeah, I'm wearing my Cubs Cubby fan. shirt. Die hard. You know, I beat, bleed Cubby blue. We're having a bit of a rough year, but that's okay, you know. Um, yeah, but grew up out, out, in, out in, the, in the suburbs of Chicago and mm. um, moved out to L.A. in, uh, in 2007. And, um, you know, never looked back. What, I, what brought you out to, yeah, to L.A.? You know, I... I had just graduated college and um, I was working a job that like I I wasn't into at all, you know, and I was single at the time. I was working at Enterprise Rent a Car. Wow. And so yeah, and I was I was like I remember very clearly one day I was like yeah, you know, I was applying for jobs and stuff during that, but I was like shoveling a car out of snow and some customers being super rude to me. Mm. And I was like, Yeah, this is it. I'm done, dude. I'm not I'm I'm moving to LA. I've always wanted to live there. So mm. I remember putting my sh- after that I was done with that person, I put the shovel on the ground. And I told my boss, I'm like, I'm giving my notice, dude. And I packed up my 2002 Jetta and moved out here. And only the only person I knew out here was my older brother. And, you know, he's, he's like seven years older than me. So, okay. um, you know, we, we were very different places in our lives right now, right? At, at that point, right? So I, I was single. I was like, ready to do my thing. L.A., moved to this new, brand new city. And he was married already, you know. So it was like we are kind of different places. And um, found... A job out here and and uh made this place my home you know and like i i love chicago it's my roots you know and it's it's where i'm from and where i was raised um but you know you know it's like today's an average day in la and it's like it's beautiful outside you know this is what it's like every day and it's hard to have a bad day when you look out the window and it's sunny right? sunny and palm trees you know it's hard to have a bad day when, when it's like that you know and and you know also just one of the things i like about living here is like just the, the, um, the healthy lifestyle that mm. I've found for myself. Right. Like, and that's not the case for everybody, but you know, in, in Chicago, like there's not a city in the world. I'm saying it, I'm saying it, America. <laughs> there's not a city in America that has better food than Chicago. And, and I'll eat it all. When I live there, I'll eat it. Whenever I go back, I'll eat it all. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. in LA, you know, the, the food's great here too, but it's a little healthier, you know, able, able to maintain a b- bit more of a healthy lifestyle out here. Cause like I said, you know, it's it's sunny all day and every day, and so you can go for walks, go for jogs. So you don't miss the winters? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Listen, I have some really funny memories of being stuck in the snow there, driving, you know, but like, and, and in retrospect, you look back, like, man, that sucked, but that was, you know, it's memories, you it's know? Part like, of part of life, right? Part of growing yeah, up there, yeah. you know? It's part of life, and, and at the time, I didn't think anything of it. it snow like, days are cool, yeah, right? Yeah, it's cool. snow days, you know, like... But, um, man, like now I can go to the beach in December, you know what I mean? And so it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go to like Arrowhead or Big Bear, right? Just a drive away. (laughs) Get get some snow on if you want. And you, I mean, you grew up in New Mexico, right? So like, uh, yeah, yeah. I went to high school in New York though. Okay. Okay. You know, so you, you, you know a little bit about that snow life. Yeah. 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 East coast, like the, 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 the cold, I mean those, those cold winds, you know, I definitely, 
Yeah. Remember those? It gets brutal, man. And it yeah. would like sometimes, you know, it would rain and, and then, you know, it would freeze. And, oh. you know, it was like And black it hits eyes. you in the face, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Chicago's, I think Chicago, I remember seeing Chicago's colder than that. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first moved out here. Oh, man, I was I was a bit of a jerk. I, like, I, like, I'm sarcastic. I'm a pretty sarcastic guy, uh. right? So I, I called my parents. <laughs> One day, and um, it was like one of the worst snowstorms that Chicago had faced. And it was like 2007 or so. And um, I called them, I was checking in on them, just, hey, you guys doing okay? Like, yeah, you know, we're okay, we're, we're fine, you know? And like, the weather's just really bad. I'm like, yeah, mom, I mean, it's bad out here too. It like dropped to like 62 degrees today. I don't know what to tell you. And she's like, jerk, get <laughs> Whatever, out of here. Whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's yeah. your uh, ethnicity? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm Indian. and um, Like full? Yeah, yeah, full Indian. Okay. And, and uh, my parents moved out to um, the U.S. from India in, in the 70s. Before in the 70s? Born. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, my older brother was born in India. Um, I was born in Chicago, and my little sister. Well, whereabouts in India? Uh, so my my dad's from Delhi, my mom's from Pune. Okay. Both um, both are like in North India. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and my little sister is actually um, she's um, she's she was adopted in India. We adopted her. I went when I was oh. five years old. Yeah. Okay. So she was also born there. So um, so yeah, you know, it's uh, my, I used to whenever you know siblings get into fights and stuff. I always used to tell my parent, my brother, and my sister, like, hey. You better be nice to me because I'm the only one of us that could be president one day. And, uh, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, uh, you know, one of my uh, one of my students in New Mexico. Yeah. A black one of my black belts. Yeah. Uh, his name is Cliff. He was uh, he was born in India. In India. Is that right? Uh, went to like American school there, mm. and and uh, and then moved out here and went to college here. Him and his sister. Uh, and uh, and uh, well, I always wanted to visit. You know. Yeah. And his parents still live there. Oh, nice. In uh, in uh, in. Um, in uh, Mumbai, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we went like to Kadid on our 40th birthday. Yeah. And we stayed in his his house, basically his apartment oh in the my house. God, dude. And then we did like a little tour and went to Taj Mahal and all oh, this stuff. Oh man, the, the that must stuff, have been you know? so much fun. It was crazily yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. Like because you have like the most expensive real estate. You have like the you know like the yeah ridiculous like building, and yeah. then right next door is like it's, a favela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it, it, and just the poverty is like another level. Is it beautiful, man? It's like you so beautiful. Yeah, there's such a disparity between the the haves and the have-nots there. I mean, I haven't been back since that trip when I was five years old, um, and I, I'm I'd love to go. I want to take my kids there mm. just to you know just yeah, know yeah, where they, where sure. we come from, right? And um, you know, my my wife Van, she's Vietnamese, and so we we've talked about um, doing a trip to Vietnam and India. Mm-hmm. And uh, just again, just to give our kids a little bit of that culture of where they come from, and they they know, but like I want them to know, know. You yeah, know? yeah, and yeah. So, yeah, and so um, yeah, I, I want to go back, man. That, that's such a cool story. That I mean, and it's always exciting to me to hear about other Indians that are doing jujitsu because, you know, we're known for many things, math and science and all that stuff, right? There's but not like, too much jujitsu, yeah. you know, in yeah. uh, in India. Yeah. Uh, so we would always talk. I think it might be like the I mean, first maybe first Indian. You know, yeah. uh, born, you know, black belt. That's so dope, man. Uh, he's like, yeah. he was really smart. And, and now he actually has a school in uh, Houston oh, with my first black belt, you know, so they have a, a gym there. That's awesome. I yeah. love hearing that, man. Yeah. I, I, uh, I take a lot of pride in hearing that stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's cool, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Have you seen the, the movie uh, Dangal? 
I love that movie. Oh, okay, okay. I love that movie. I because you have two, you have two, I have two, two daughters. <laughs> I, 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 man, I resonated with that movie. So, um, yeah, that, that's the one about the Olympic level Indian wrestler, and he's got. All he wanted in his life was to have sons to teach them wrestling, right? Because he had to work, you know, responsibilities yeah. in Indian culture, right? To, That's right. You know, he had to give up his wrestling to, you know, to work and make money, right, for the family. Exactly. And, 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 and he's like, all right, my kids, my sons are going to have to take it over. They're going to yeah. have to do the job, finish the job. And he had nothing but daughters. And uh, I watched that movie with my daughters. Mm. And what happened? They, I don't want to give any spoilers to the audience, nah. but it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a fun movie. I watch it both with both my daughters. Well, it's, it's based on a true story. Right? That's, that's, that's right. the, yeah. one of the beautiful things about yeah. it. And so, all right, I'll tell it anyway. Then. Yeah, both, yeah. both daughters became, uh, two of his daughters became Olympic level beasts at yeah. wrestling. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's great because, like, you know, when, uh, I'll be honest, when, when my daughters were born, I had the, the kind of same. When my first daughter was born, I had the same kind of feeling. It was like a gut punch. All my life, I knew I was just going to have a son. You know, I was have mm. sons and sons and sons. And when my daughter, Milena, was born, I was like, oh, man, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to have sons. I was teaching my wrestling to, teach jiu-jitsu to. Like, and um, and everyone, my wife was like, dude, because I met Van, I went my wife mm-hmm. in jiu-jitsu. And she's like, yeah. I do jiu-jitsu. Like, teach her, you know. Yeah. And, and so that's exactly what's been happening. You know, she comes here to Legacy to, to learn. She's... She tells me all the time, Papa, I want to learn from you too. So we set up the mats in the backyard. Yeah. She le- learns from me. And, you know, she loves that movie, Dungle. She loves it. And so um, her little sister, I brought her here yesterday for class uh-huh, too uh-huh. to watch her sister, you know. And so um, I asked her, I was like, hey, do you want to do this too? And she's about to turn three. She's like, yeah, I want to do it. So I think it's almost time. Nice. It's almost time. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to teach them. And, yeah, I, I remember um, – like uh, watching that movie by myself. It was like a three-hour movie. I watched yeah. it by myself with my wife. My wife and I would watch it together, and then um, I, w- I loved it did so I t- much. Did I tell you about it? No, I, I was like scrolling through Netflix, oh, okay, and I was like, well, okay. what's this? And, um, and so like we were watching it together, and the next day I was like, girls, come on, I'm going to show you something. And I, was, I sat through another three hours of it because I loved it that much. And they watched it. They were able to, mm-hmm. to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. take it in. They, then it's, um, we had to watch it in a couple of different parts okay, of okay. Yeah, but so yeah, they, they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I watched it with my girls too, of course. Yeah, I yeah. mean that must have really like Serenade must have really loved that movie, huh? You know when I was yeah, yeah when I you, you you say that story and I was like yeah I'm gonna have twin we're gonna have yeah. twins right I'm like okay we're gonna have three three boys right yeah. of course I'm thinking like that but then you know that we have twin twin girls yep. uh, and it's so funny right like just you know you may you may think right you want to be happy and healthy and, course, and all that you yeah. know that's all that matters but you know part of that it's like you know okay we're gonna. Little little team, right? Yeah. Little squad. Yeah. And then, sure enough, one of my, you know, Serenade's one competing and you know, really, yeah. really she's getting she's after it, you man. know. Yeah. So you know, it's the it's the person, right? It's not. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know what? I better say this is a just in case Milena's gonna watch this later and she's like, "Papa wanted me to be a boy." Listen, baby, I love you. I'm glad I had you as a girl. You're perfect. I love you right. so much. You too, Shia. Don't worry. Right. I don't want to get in trouble from you guys when you see this later. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. In the movie, they have like these like little club bell, like just the, like the, 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 the yeah, 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 the yeah. woods, so all the ancient stuff. It's so cool to see some like that. Yeah, the way people train, you know, like and, and the different methods, you know, like that's one of the things I, I love about like what we do, jujitsu, right? Like anytime I travel, I mean, I'm sure you too, right? You bring your gi everywhere. I mean, you you travel more than anybody I know, and I'm for jujitsu and for attack fit, right? And so it's one of my favorite things about jumping on an airplane is bringing my gi with me mm-hmm. and just training with other people, absorbing the culture, seeing what they you know. Make, you make friends, make too, right? Make friends yeah. all over the world, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I think I told you recently, I taught a, um, part of our honeymoon. 
back in 2015, my wife and I we went to Singapore. Oh, Singapore. It's part of our trip. I have some family there. Okay. And um, I, I did a little seminar while I was there, and it was so much fun. What, what gym? Um, Fight G. Fight G, yeah, okay. Yeah, and shout out to Fight G. And um, it was just so much fun. And the, the instructors and the students, I still friends with them on Facebook, you know, and, and still keep in touch kind of, right? And it's, mm -hmm, it's just, mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun just and absorbing, like I said, learning from them too, you know, yeah. seeing how they do things a little different. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of fun, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you used to wrestle when growing up? Yeah. So, you know, I have um, uh, an interesting way I found jujitsu. You know, I, um, I wrestled growing up, like you said, and uh, my family, we didn't really like sports wasn't really like a, a thing for the Maholtros and Skokie growing <laughs> up. Right. And so um, I'm kind of the outlier in my family that way. I'm the only one like, oh, I want to watch the Cubs game today. I want to do this. I'm going to watch the Bulls. You know, actually, we all rallied around the Bulls in the 90s. But, um, you know, I um, I, re I was like a, a tubby little kid. Um, and I was like, I don't want to be a tubby little kid anymore. Mm. And so I found my way into wrestling. And um, How'd you find it? What, what? It was, um, you know, they, it, it was right, I was like 11 years old or so. Mm. And, like um, middle school? Yeah, middle school. And um, I think like, like some of the wrestling, the wrestlers from the high school came to our middle school and mm -hmm. started like, you know, trying to recruit. Yeah, recruit and like, hey, you should do the summer program. And I thought to myself, I was like, look, I'm a tubby little kid who doesn't play any sports, and I'm gonna be. be I, I don't know anything about football because my that's not what we do in my family. I don't know anything about these other sports, and all these other kids already have like a leg up on me. I'm gonna suck at that, and and it's gonna be embarrassing. You know, you're 11 years old. I'm, I don't want to be embarrassed, you know, and so. But nobody I know does wrestling, and we're all going to suck together. So I'll do that. And, you know, I was like, and you know what? I'll get, I won't be a tubby little kid anymore. I might, I might get tough doing this, you know? Like, I might be like one of those superheroes I love, you know? Like, I used to collect a lot of comic books. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, let, let me do this. And, um, man, it was rough, you know? You, just like jiu-jitsu, you get, you get beat up. Mm -hmm. and, um, but you're, you're still on the same level playing field, right? Like, at the time when you're 11, you're like, I wasn't wrestling with like the the best wrestlers then i was i was wrestling with other 11 year olds who also sucked mm -hmm. and um and you know you kind of come up together and then one fine day you know you you know you go through a growth spurt you kind of find yourself you find your game and and oh i'm i'm okay at this i'm not i'm not i'm not terrible anymore you know I, i'm not good i'm not terrible anymore and so um continued it through high school and um Found myself at uh, Northern Illinois University, and and I was like, I'm not done. You know, mm. I, I'm not done with this. This this is has been a big part of my life, from age 11 to 17, whatever. Right? I I, I want to keep going, and so NIU was a D1 program, and found myself there, and um, I kept going, and I felt like to compare it to jujitsu, I, I felt like a white belt again, mm. right? Like because. Now I was wrestling with the best of the best of the best, right? Like these guys were animal, mm -hmm. animals. Like um, our head coach, you know, when, when a couple years before I got there, NIU had like a dying wrestling program. It wasn't very, they weren't very competitive. I mean, uh, they were still very good. I mean, any, anyone who wrestled at the D1 level is really, really good, right? But um, they weren't as competitive. But that coach, during the time I was there, took it to another level and we were like we were wrestling i mean we were ranked in the top 20 
most of the time I was there mm. in the country against mm -hmm. other D1 schools, mm. right? And so I think we got as high as like 11 to 15, somewhere around there, right? So these guys are still kicking my ass every day, you know? Mm. Like, and so I'm like, all right, I, I suck a little bit less every day, you know? And, and um, my roommate, actually, he was um, NCAA runner-up. He, he took second in the country, and he was an absolute monster. Um, so, you know, I, and, and wrestling to me is just like, built such a foundation, you know? Like, mm. it, it did what I wanted it to do. It did what that 11-year-old kid wanted, right? Like, I wasn't a chubby little kid anymore. I was, I was I was wrestling with some of the best athletes in the country. What happened to your body when you, when? Man, it's huge changes, you know? I, I, you know what, you ever see the movie Hook? From years, early 90s, Peter Pan movie? Yeah, like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, scene, Hook, uh -huh, So there, uh -huh. there's a scene in that movie with his little, like, this little black kid, and he becomes like a bowling ball and rolls over the kids, right? Like, that's, that's what he does. And uh, that was, like, what I was. You know, that's what I looked like when I was a kid. And so, um, you know, I, I was better about nutrition, mm. you know? I was better about... Because you had to make the exercise. weight. I had to the, make weight. Mm. I had to exercise. And um, and I was exercising a lot, you know? And you're strong. Yeah, I got really strong. I got really physical. You know, there's certain things about cutting weight that are unhealthy, but um, if you do it right, you know, instead of cutting weight, you diet that weight, um, which I wish I knew earlier in my adolescence, right? But, like, um, I was more athletic, man. You know, I, I went from, like, that bowling ball kid to, like, to like an athlete, you know, a, a Division One athlete. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, it just it, it changed my life, you know. And, and, um, and that's how I found jiu-jitsu, which continues to change my life every single day. So you, after college, right, you moved out to L.A.? Yeah, so... Um, you know, it's funny, you yeah, were talking yeah. about Enterprise, you know, one, yeah, of my, yeah. one of my students from New Mexico, he, ran, he was like the general manager at Enterprise, okay. you yeah. know, and he's, he did that for a lot of years. I believe it, yeah. And then he's in Tucson, Arizona now, and then he ended up opening up, he's like, man, I, 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 gotta, I gotta follow my, my dream, my you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I can't, well, I just say, I was like, I can't, I can't do this, you know, for yeah. the rest of my life. No, I, I, I didn't want to do it, yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, some <laughs> people love it. Some people love it. Enrique, it's just yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, is it? That's cool though. I'm, I'm glad he did that. You know, it's like it, it's hard to follow your dream and your passion, and you know, it's 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 not easy to set aside like a steady income mm -hmm. to follow. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, what if this works? You know, mm -hmm. that, that takes that takes cojones. Yeah. You know, and so good for him, man. So you know, yeah. you, after sorry, I interrupted yeah. you, but after so after college, yeah. you, you moved out to to LA. Yeah. So is that is that when you started jujitsu? It is. So um, I started at Hollywood BJJ and um, with Sean Patrick Flannery. Sean Flanagan is still here. Yeah, yeah. What year was that? That was 07. So that's when I moved out to LA. Yeah, yeah. Is that I, when you moved? Uh, yeah, that's when I moved to LA too. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. I think we may have just missed each other. At, okay. Because I know you were HBJJ for a while too, right? Well, when I first moved to LA, I was friends with uh, Sean, uh, yeah. Sean Williams, Sean Williams yeah, and yeah. then uh, and then of course I you know you know got to know Sean Flannery pretty yeah. well and. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I would drive out there from, you know, I lived out here in Glendale yeah. and I would drive out there cause that's who I knew. And I was, I was still, I still wanted to fight, you know? Yeah. 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 MMA. And so I would, I would, you know, just get my jujitsu training and stuff. Oh man. My go yeah. We, we must've just, cause there was, it we, was Hanzo, you know, yeah, it was, I was my Bible, lineage yeah. and all that. So yeah. it was, uh, well, you I mean, were already a black belt at that point, right? I was a black belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, we must've just missed each other cause I, I, that's or maybe, or maybe we just miss, we were there at different times, different times of the day. Yeah, yeah. I was a nighttime guy mostly, um, and I was during the day, day usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There's um, a bunch of Sean's though, right? The, <laughs> so many Sean's, Sean Apache, Sean, yeah. Sean Flannery, Sean Williams, Sean Connolly, right? Like it was like the army of Sean's at HBAJ, you know? Like, um, yeah, man, it was it was a fun time. And so I, I remember actually how I found jujitsu was, um, you know, when I first moved out here, you know, I did that dramatic shovel throw. I'm, I'm done here, you know, and um, moved out here, and then. Um, I someone had told me about Barry's boot camp, and I was mm. like, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't want to get like I've just finished wrestling in college. I was like, I don't want to get soft around the edges again, you know. I want I want to do something that's gonna keep me in shape. So all right, I'll check out this Barry's boot camp. It's not gonna be that tough. I'll do it. And um, yeah, I kicked my ass. You know, Barry's boot camp is a tough workout. And um, but next door to Barry's boot camp was where HBJJ was, mm -hmm. and I'll remember it for the rest of my life. I'll remember this moment. It was a cold October morning uh, evening, and uh, I just finished working out at Barry's, and I look in the window next door as I'm kind of cooling off in that little courtyard, and I go <gasps> on the window. I clear it off. I see all these guys wrestling in pajamas. I'm like, that kind of looks familiar. I know what that is. I mean, I I, I know wrestling like. I'm gonna go show these guys. What's you never watched the UFC? At that point, I hadn't. No way. I had. Uh, I, yeah, I was like, I don't know why it never was on my radar. But like, especially um, you wrestling. Yeah, stuff. you know, totally. Yeah. Because and a actually, lot of a lot of wrestlers, they watch. They were they, like they, big old totally. fans. Yeah. One of my teammates from college um, apparently went on and fought, had a couple fights in the UFC. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I don't know why it was never on my radar, but it wasn't. And so um, I was like, huh, this this looks kind of cool. And so I was like, you know, the next day instead of going to Barry's boot camp, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna try this. I'm, I'm gonna show these guys what's up. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wrestler. I'll show these guys ain't gonna do nothing to me. And so I went in there with that attitude, and uh, mm -hmm. I met this guy Warren Stout. Do you know Warren? I know Warren. Yeah, yeah. from uh, from Pennsylvania. Exactly, and nicest guy ever. Yeah. He was also a wrestler, really good wrestler, really mm -hmm. accomplished wrestler. And so he kind of took me under his wing. He beat me he up. He has a Henzo Gracie in Pittsburgh. Now? Yeah, yeah, he has so. a Henzo yeah. in Pittsburgh now. And uh, yeah, man, and and. He beat me up thoroughly, and then he appeared me with like a purple. I think he was a purple belt at the time, and mm -hmm. he appeared me with like a blue belt, and the blue belt schooled me. And I was I was going all tough, and I, I like took him down, and then right away tapped me. I was like, oh, here we go. Okay, I, maybe, maybe this thing's pretty cool. I got to try this, right? And so I kept coming in, kept coming in, and um, met Sean Williams, and um, and and that's that's all she wrote. I was hooked since that that first day. And um, shout out to Warren Stout, huh? Yeah, shout out to Warren Doing Stout, that. man. Like, yeah, he he got me in the game, man, for sure. And um, this stuff works. This is cool. This, I I was like in love with it right away. I was like, you know, it's as all a the stuff. That's all the stuff you couldn't do in wrestling, exa right? Uh, exactly. And and as a wrestler, I'm like, I can be a little bit lazy in jujitsu. Like, I can fight from my back. Hold, let, let, tell me more. Tell me more. I can catch my breath here for a second, you know, because in wrestling, it's like. Go, 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 go. If you're not better than him, outwork him, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in jiu-jitsu, it's, it's kind of flipped on its head. It's like, do you use your technique. Don't, don't, it's great that you're an athlete. It's great that you can be athletic, but use your technique. Let your technique fly, mm -hmm, right? And mm -hmm. so um, I was like, I, I can get on board with that, especially as you get older, you know? It's like, I want to do this till I'm 80, 90. I want to do this till Forever, I'm to, till the end, yeah. Yeah, you know, it. and so... When I'm 85 years old, I want to be throwing arm bars, and I can't, I'm not going to be as athletic in my 80s as I am today, and now 20s, you know. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 fun to tr it's a fun transition, and um, and as you get better at jujitsu, you, I mean, from my experience at least, as you as I've gotten better, I've learned to lean into 
the technique more and lean mm -hmm. away from the athleticism more, right? And so, what a journey, man. Because for so like wrestling, right? Like a lot of, you know, like just controlling and, you yeah. know, uh, you know, but in, in jiu-jitsu, like the, the, the energy is different, right? You totally. have to you have to go with the flow. You, you can't force things, you know. I mean, it's, it's depends like, on the wrestler, but mm -hmm. for sure, it's it's different, right? Because you can it, be on your back. I always say that wrestling and jujitsu are are cousins. You know, they're they're not quite siblings, but they're cousins. Mm -hmm. You know, because mm -hmm. they're, they're similar enough, and there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap, but there's enough different. You know, where if you know one, I almost feel like both of them are incomplete in and of itself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you're a wrestler, a pure wrestler, great. You can get someone to the ground. You can put them on their back. But then what? Mm -hmm. If you're just a jiu-jitsu fighter, great. You can fight from your back. But how are you going to get there without, without right. getting yourself hurt, right? right. Like, so if you put those two pieces together, and you're able to work together in harmony with them. Yeah. Now, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Like jiu-jitsu yeah. should be everything, right? Exactly. Like you're, like you're saying, it should be you should know how to take somebody down, mm -hmm. and also even from like a self defense aspect, you 100%. should know how to do like you know like it should be that that's jujitsu, right? Yeah. Not just yeah. the sport, not just the guard learn, pull. Yeah, and you gotta uh, learn to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's one of the things I tell my kids all the time is like, you know, I I say it as a half joke that like me, you know, I say it all the time me and Van met through jujitsu, so the kids didn't have a choice to train. It's a half joke, but it's true, you know. I I. I need them, I want them to know how to protect mm -hmm. themselves, right? Yeah. Like one day, you know, Papa's not going to be there to protect you. You got to do it, you know? And um, and so Sean Flannery used to have a saying that really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, when my kids say no, I, that's not going to be an option, right? Like that's not an option for a bully when they my kids say no. And I love that because that's what I've instilled in my kids too, mm -hmm. right? Like when you say no, that that's going to be a resounding no. And it's mm -hmm. not an option to anybody. It, it, no means no. And, and Otherwise, you suffer the consequences. Have a broken arm or take a nap. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's big. I don't know. I look. I think of my my girls, right? Yeah. And uh, just confidence and, yeah. and everything. You know, like just you know being able to. I was telling my son actually this. Yeah. But just one of the biggest things that jujitsu gives you is you know wrestling too, but jujitsu is is it teaches you how to lose. Oh yeah, man. And like you were saying, like when you first started, like you know you get beat up, you lose. It teaches you how to lose and then come back, right? Try again. You know what? That is a hundred percent. I totally agree. And I mean, you know, when I think about every aspect of my life, that that piece mm -hmm. has resonated throughout. Right? At work, I think the the best way to find success is to fail. Mm -hmm. And you need and and finding someone who's going to help you embrace that failure. Right? Like when when I work and when I look at like some of the best leaders I've had at work. They've encouraged me to do something that I'm not, I'm not comfortable. I step outside my comfort zone, fail. Mm -hmm. It's okay, fail, and we'll figure it out, right? Like, don't make the same mistake twice, but fail and and fail hard, right? And you'll learn. And just mm -hmm. like in jujitsu, you can't you leave your arm hanging enough. I used to I used to be notorious with another white and blue belt. Leave my arms hanging, you know, like as a wrestler, leave my neck out, right? And every time, choke, armbar, every time. And um, eventually you learn, right? Those failures become successes. And now, I this morning I was like telling someone, I was like, no, 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 you keep your arms in. I was like, oh, oh full circle, full circle, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 So I'm a, I'm a firm believer in uh, failure leads to success. And I, I remember you and I talked about that before, um, before a tournament I had. Um, you know, this is the first one I did in like seven years. My first one was a black belt in San Diego. 
and you the know, just worldly, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. I, And every time I compete, every through my life, you know, I've always had those like knots in my belly, you know, just like what's gonna happen, you know. No matter who I'm competing against, whether it's someone I know I can beat or someone that's like really, really tough, I always had those knots. But this one is extra, extra like naughty because um, it's the first one I did in seven years. Mm-hmm. First one I did is a black belt, and most importantly, it's the first one my children have seen me compete in. And I remember I asked you, I was like, hey, man, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you compete in front of your kids? And, like, what if you, you know, how do you tell them, like, if you lose, you know? Because these guys, they look at me like I'm, like, the, God. Yeah, you know, like, you ask my daughters, who's better, Papa or Batman? You know what they say? They say Papa is Batman. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, how's Batman going to lose in front of his daughters, right? And so you, and you gave me great advice saying, hey, they may see you lose, and then they'll see you come back. You know, they'll see you come back, resilience, you know, and that's what we do. That's what jujitsu is, right? Like, it's resilience. And what happened? My first match in seven years, I got mm-hmm. knee barred like that. Yeah. And um, and what happened? Brush it off. Next match, man, I, I, I went out and I played my game, and it, my game worked really, really well. And um, and now... Dom- dominated. I, yeah, yeah, I dominated. I, was, I racked up, like, 25 points, and then I submitted them. Mm-hmm. And exactly the way I wanted it to, right? And so... Now my daughters, they don't even remember the loss. You know, they don't remember the loss. I do. I mean, every loss I re- have right here, you know, because I learn from it. But my daughter's like, my, my six-year-old Milena was like, you know, Papa, I don't think I've ever seen you lose. And I'm like, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> Keep that. Yeah. But it's nice. You can remind yeah. them, too, when they go mm-hmm. through their stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Actually, I did lose in under a minute, mm-hmm. you know. And, and what happened? You, you brush it off and you, you keep going. You mm-hmm. keep going. You learn from it, right? So uh, yeah, it's and you you did a uh, you did another jiu-jitsu world league after that, right? Yeah, I did. You and, won, and I won it. And got gold. Yeah, I took gold, and every match in that tournament was almost the exact same way mm-hmm. that I won that the previous tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Like every match, it was rack up my points mm-hmm. and finish with a cross collar choke from top, and that's exactly what I've been working on. You know, that that specific submission is something I've been working on for two years, like just refining and trying to figure out the nuances and how do I get there? Like, what's the best way? Like, oh, if he defends like this, how do I kind of maneuver around it, right? And so um, watch a lot of Hodger Gracie videos, you know? Like, he's he's a wizard with that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. try and learn from everyone around me, you know? And yeah, man, it's 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 fun. That's what, that's what I love about jiu-jitsu. Even when you're a black belt, I've said this all the time, and I think you've heard me say too, other people, other black belts, once you get your black belt, it's, you shouldn't stop learning. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to uncover. It never that. ends, it right? Never it never ends. ends. That's the beautiful thing. Like, we're going to be, you know, like we're saying till the end, like yep. you're never going to stop learning. Once you get to the end of one encyclopedia, there's a volume two. And then there's a volume two. And it's, it's never how, how good is your defense? I remember like, you know, when you hear stories of, mm-hmm. like, I, I did a podcast with Solo. Yeah. And he's talking about training with Helio when oh he was, you God. know, up in yeah. age, right? Yeah. And he was like, like, you know, psychotic, like, I'm I'm the best. You you can't beat me. Yeah. Um, oh you know, and his defense was so good. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, yeah. he yeah. was like, I don't know how old at that point, but still, he's like his his mindset wasn't to like pass your guard and this and that, but like you couldn't tap him out. You know, so there's always like, how good is your defense, right? In That's bad it. positions, how good is your? You know, you can always work on stuff and improve, right? Totally. I I think when I teach my private students or when I'm you know rolling around with guys down here, that that's the first thing I tell them is like. Work on your defense first. Figure out how to get out of these situations, mm. and then figure out, and then it'll help you understand the attack. 
right? And um, that's helped me tremendously understand, like, just the concept of the back, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, if I know this is his way out, this is what I need to do to stop his way out, right? And then you, you, I teach that to my students, and then they defend it, and it forces me to get better at mm -hmm. attacking. And it's just an ugly cycle of everyone getting better <laughs> through a lot of pain, you know? Yeah. Ben, uh, you, you know, yeah. you had the, you set up your your backyard, you know, like yes. amazing little house, Red yeah. Burbank, you know, like not the that the park, not park, but um, yeah, bike path, bike path, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, you know during COVID too, right? Yeah, like a little kind of uh, one of the one of the pods, you know. Yes. Oh man, <laughs> you know that that's. And I'm like, it was just like, oh man, you saved some of the people from like having to stop, right? Man, that that setup has been really special to me, and um, because you know, like I said earlier, man, I, I've been I've been grappling since I was 11, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that period in time was the longest I've gone without any kind of grappling and it really affected me because this is this is my therapy it's my outlet it's my exercise it's my it's means so much to me and so i was like you know let's be solution oriented here how do we, how do we figure this out you know um how do i solve for this problem so right, let's get some mats we have the space let's put it out got a little pod and like you said you know i I think jujitsu is for everybody. I don't mm -hmm. want anybody to stop training, right? So let's find some other people. Let's bring them in. First, it was me and my wife. Yeah. It was me and my wife and my kids. Yeah. And then a couple other buddies. And then there's kids. Like some of the old school hallway yeah. BJJ Ex people coming exactly. in. I was like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah, alley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Going out to the alley. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah, man. So it was, it was yeah. a lot of fun. And, and, and during that time, it was a lot of learning for me, too. You know, like I try to figure out what what do I suck at? You know, mm. what, where, where can I improve? I want to improve that submission I was talking about earlier, mm. the cross collar choke, and I sucked, and I still probably suck at defending my legs, right? Like, and so I'm like, okay, well, how do I, how do I unpack this? How do mm. I unravel this and mm -hmm. learn? And, and so two years, those two things, and now I suck a little bit less at them, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, what, do you, going back in time, yeah. you know, yeah. what, what was, do you remember your first submission? The first, I do, I do. Because um, you know, I always it, remember that, right? You always remember <laughs> it. And it happened, you know, it was my first mission in training. It was an arm bar. And um, it was just so frustrating that I would always get arm barred, right? And it was an arm bar. You from, got it from the guard? No, it was from the top. Uh -huh. So it was from the mount, and it was, um, it was from S mount. And so, um, you know, I, it was against my good buddy. Um, who would, he was also, he, we came up together, you know, he would always arm bar me. And I remember one day I got so frustrated. I went to the locker room, threw my gear. I was like, damn, I was cursing. I was like, so frustrated. And so a few weeks later, I, I was like, I got to figure this out. I got to unpack this puzzle. Same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, figure out how to get that arm bar and, you know, H man, HBJJ was a really special place yeah. during that time. I mean, like, you know, my journey there... It was a cool vibe, too, you know? Such a cool the way vibe. it was set up. Yeah. And the, you know, the Sean's, right? Man. It's, it's, it's great. You know, I, I feel so fortunate in, in coming up there, you know, because it, it was a very unique experience mm. in that, you know, I went white to black under one roof. I take a lot of pride in that, you mm -hmm. know? And um, what was cool about it is that I had a different instructor for, like, almost every belt. Mm. And, like... The names of these instructors are like an embarrassment of riches. Hmm. You know what I mean? And like, to train under just one of those guys would have been like, wow. You mm -hmm. know, but like, I get to learn from all these guys at different points in my jujitsu. You know, like Sean Williams. So Flannery was there through every step of the way, mm -hmm. right? Williams, 
Frangia, mm -hmm. Sean Apperson came in. This guy Glover was there for mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. Bill Cooper, you know, like George Oliveira, who I think you used to train with, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Henry it's called Van Dam. Yeah, George you know. Van Dam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Henry Akins came in, and like Harigo um, uh, Antunes, you know. Uh, and then uh, that's not even to mention all the the people I trained with. It was like we all came up together. We all yeah, beat cool. each other up, man. You know and I could point to any one of those instructors and be like, I learned this from them, and this is part of my game. I'm adopt I've adopted from them. You know, like it's just it's it's so much fun to think about. And and, and then after that, you know, train with here with you and Saru, and then you were at you were at Cobrinas, right? For for yeah. Uh, uh. So after after HBAJ, I went to Cobrinas for a couple of years, and man, like another legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. So learning from Cobrinas, and then coming here and you and Saru, and like man, it's like it's in. You look at your history and, and you look back and you're like how fortunate I am you know like it's just so much fun you know a lot of fun times happened during all that training and and that blood and the sweat and the tears you know it's, it's a lot of competition a lot of just grinding you know yeah yeah you gave a nice speech when you got your uh when we had a graduation a couple of years yeah. ago you know yeah and uh just because you had been you know different spots yeah and you've been rapping forever you know this place, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, th this place is meant a lot to me, you know. Yeah, no, man. Yeah, this this place means a lot to me. You know, it's like, um, it, it's it's such a great environment, and it, it reminds me of the things I loved about HBJJ. You know, and and HBJJ will always hold a special part in my heart because mm -hmm. of, it's where I grew up in Jiu-Jitsu, mm -hmm. and the things I loved about that place resonate with me here as well, right? Just the camaraderie. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that people here want to work, you know, they want to, they want to get after it, you know? And so, um, the, the environment just, it's just overwhelmingly positive. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't hear a lot of people here talking a lot of smack about each other yet. There's a, a balance of competitiveness, you know, like, Oh man, they got me. The guy got me. I want to get him tomorrow. You know, like, and it's just, it's, it, like I said earlier, it, it just all works in harmony together. And so, man, you, you've built a really amazing place for people to train here and and just quality people too yeah, you know quality and, and, people. you know and i think jujitsu does that to you right it humbles you quickly the moment you think you're good someone's gonna kick your ass you know and so you think you're the top dog someone's gonna bring you down different a styles there's always younger guys mm -hmm. coming up right and, yeah man <laughs> and, and that's what i love about this place too is like you know even as a black belt if i have a purple belt that catches me yeah you know a lot of people be like okay well i'm not gonna roll with him no more Nuts to that, dude. I'm, I'm, if I find a purple belt that catches me, I, I'm going to, I just found a new training partner that's going to push me. That's going to push me to be better, you know, like, and, and, uh, and I found someone who, who found a hole in my game. I, great. Let's, let, let me, let me figure that hole out. Right. And also like purple belt catches me today. I'm going to get him three times tomorrow, you know, like yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. he knows, you know, but still like it, it's, it's like, uh, it's fun to like, just find a good training partner. You know, the, yeah. the, the, for me, the, the better I've gotten the less people I have that, that push me to that, that level, right? And so, I mean, I'm able to work on my technique a lot and um, with some of the lower belts, but when I find someone who catches me, dude, uh, man, let's go. Let's go tomorrow. Let's go yeah, again. That's, Keep going. That's a great yeah. attitude, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, talk about failing, right? Like to You have to. You have to. You putting yourself in that away. comfort zone. The, the best Taking time yourself growth, out of the comfort yeah. zone. Mm -hmm. you, you, in order to find growth, you have to be uncomfortable in any aspect of life, right? Like, at work, in jujitsu, anything, you know, and anytime you want to grow, man, like, and, and if you shy away from it, I understand that. I understand the fear. 
but you can't. You can't let your ego get a, get the best of you, right? And like, um, and that's the one thing that that jujitsu has given me. That's mm. throughout my entire life, right? Like, if you let your ego stranglehold you, dude, you just gonna humility, stay. right? Gives yeah. you humility. Yeah, I mean that that's the best. And thing it makes you a better person, yeah, makes and it makes you know, allows 100%. you to yeah, man, like reach your potential. It's it's always easy to think you're the the big dog mm-hmm. and not have to put yourself out there and prove it. And you know, when you prove it, you you confirm those things to yourself. And also find areas to, hey, I got to get better at this. There's no two ways about it. The, the mats don't lie. That's you know, the, the mats do not lie. So, A name popped in my head from uh, Hollywood yeah. BJJ, Choi. Oh, my God, I used, do, I used to do a lot of my MMA training and stuff with him. Man, that Because he was athletic, and, and he was tough, and he'd like to, he liked to. He's a monster. Uh, he is a, I think he's in, he has a school now in Korea, I in think. In Korea. <laughs> and, man, I was a white belt, and he was a purple belt, and um, he's just. A he was a purple type. belt, and you were a white belt? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. And um, he was just like the Choi Bar. It's the like the world he, he famous Choi Bar. Right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, from yeah. everywhere! Mm-hmm. And he's just tough and no frills about it. You know, he's a really chill guy. Yeah. And uh, very like you know very serious, and a terrifying guy to roll with because if you don't tap right away, something's gonna pop. You know. Mm-hmm. So like, it was a lot of fun to roll with, man. Yeah. So I think um yeah I think he's got a pretty big school from just from what I see on social media in, in Korea, Korea, huh? Yeah, in yeah, Seoul. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Should, do you remember what was his first his uh, full name? I think it was Choi Choi. Choi Choi. I think so. <laughs> I think so, man. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Man, you got in shape, right? You got like yeah. you, you changed your diet up because you you lost a bunch. You look great. Thanks, like, man. You know. Yeah. This, you know. Was it this last year or last two so, years? One of the things that happened during the pandemic um, is you know, and actually I, before the pandemic, mm. um, you know, before. My last job, I was working a lot, right? Like I was working anywhere from 15 to 22 hour days, and it um, it took its toll on me, right? It took its toll on my relationship with my kids, my mm. family, and my physical, my mental health. You know, I learned a lot in that job. You know, again, took myself out of my comfort zone, but to at what cost, right? And so I had to kind of reevaluate things. And um, I remember I looked in the mirror one day. It was not one day. It was New Year's Day on mm. 2021. New Year's Day, first day. And I looked in the mirror. I was like, Who are? I don't recognize you. You know, and stressed and working yeah. too much, unhappy. Big old belly. I was mm. like, I, I don't recognize you. I don't recognize your attitude. I don't recognize this look. Mm. And um, and this is what how your kids envision you now. What you see in the mirror is what your kids see. Mm. And so I was like, I'm, I'm, I got to make a change, and I got to figure it out, and I'm gonna start today. And so what I did was um. I'm gonna say something that's a little embarrassing. I'm saying anyway. I, I love TikTok. And I loved, I love some TikTok, and so I was scrolling through TikTok, and I found this thing called the seventy-five day uh, heart, the seventy-five heart challenge. Don't laugh at me, Kevin. I know I see you on TikTok too, buddy. Uh, so uh, the seventy-five heart challenge, and what this challenge is, it's five rules, mm. and you have to stick to all five rules. And you break one rule, you start from day one, and it's seventy-five days. And so the rules are, you stick to a diet, no cheat meals, no alcohol. Uh, you drink a gallon of water a day, mm. do two workouts every day, uh, one, uh, 45 minutes at least, one has to be outdoors, you take a progress picture every day, and you read 10 pages in a nonfiction book every day. And so I remember f- seeing it first, and I was like... 75 days. 75 days of that. Mm. I remember seeing that, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll find another way. And then that day, January 1st, 2021, I was like, you've... You've sat around too long, dude. You've gotten comfortable being comfortable. So 
let's get uncomfortable, right? And so I, I put that challenge on myself, and my wife was super supportive. I could not have done it without my wife. Mm. And so what I did is I did 75 days, and the person who created this said, I think only two people can do this. I was like, ah, challenge accepted. So He I, said only two people can do he's this? He's like, I only personally know two people can do this. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm <laughs> That's what it, it took, right? Yeah, so <laughs> I did it not once, not twice, not three times. I did it five times, and then the last time, instead of 75 days, I did it 90 days. Mm. And so I lost something like close to 40 pounds and I, of fat, and I, I got back to me. You know what I mean? And the beauty of it was it's part of my workouts were jujitsu because mm. I love jujitsu and it didn't feel like I was working. I felt like I was just doing my thing. And I, I'm a, I'm a data guy. I love data. And so what I did is I tracked everything. I tracked everything I was eating. I tracked, I mean, everything that was coming in my body. I tracked everything that was going out of my body. So every poop I took, everything, you know, like I usually take in this many poops, this many days, something's off. Right. Um, and how many minutes every day that I'm actually rolling. So not going, not, not drilling, not, how many minutes are you actually rolling, right? Because that's the 45 minutes I need to do at least. And, um, and, and now I'm able to use that information to, you know, if I find myself creeping out of shape again, all right, let's use this data. Let's go back into this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what you need to do. And, uh, yeah, man, it changed my life. It made me fall in love with being in shape again. It made me fall in love with jujitsu again, you know. It made me. You said you lost sixty pounds. No, no, no. About about four, just under forty. Forty pounds. Yeah, just under okay. forty. Yeah, and so um, it it gave me that competitive spirit again. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wanted to compete. I wanted. Yeah, so you to, you were like over two hundred pounds. <laughs> I was about one ninety five. One ninety five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's uh, like... I, actually, I was one ninety seven exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, and um, I I was like, you know. Like I said, I didn't recognize myself. And every day I took those pictures, you know, some days I'd scroll through my phone. I'd be sitting in a meeting, listening in, I'd just scroll through my photos. And I'd be like, yeah, you're doing it, man. You're doing it. You know, like little Good change, little dopamine bit. Dopamine hit. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. exactly. And so, um, you know, I just went, I went on this vacation just now, this all-inclusive resort. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I drank a little bit too much, ate a little too much. The time to get back, you know, think about it again, you know. And so... Um, now I have that tool in my back pocket, you know, I can, I can reach back into it and I have that, you know, in my, in my guts, in my cojones, you, you built know, the habit, yeah. and that, that's the what routine. it was about. And, and that's what really what it was about, right? Mm. Like, look, the, the end game was I, I got in shape. Was that the goal? Kind of, but really the goal for me was to, to build this habit, right? To build a healthy lifestyle, to show my kids mm. This is who your dad is. This is who Papa is, right? Like to show them also like perseverance, right? Like now, like my my daughters when they see me straight off, like oh Papa, I like your stomach muscles. I'm like yeah, all right, let's go, you know. And so um, yeah, you know, building those healthy habits and just carrying them over and learning, just educating myself on like what what it, there's so much myth out there about like what is actually healthy. Uh, eat this many carbs, this many protein, and, and, and just educate myself, my own metabolism, you know, take control of it. Mm. And so, it, yeah, the journey was was really good for me, and um, I, I'm glad I did it. Nice and one. I recommend it to everyone. Congrats, that's, yeah. yeah. thanks, man. Great job. Great work. You. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Got all lean, and it was, was it, it was like, that was a year, about a year, right? A year and a half. A year and a half. Uh, so I, I started on January 1st, 21, and I finished. So you on, started training more. You're, like, yeah. happier. You're, like, smiling more. You're, like, riding yeah. your bike. And 
you know, every every month you're getting leaner and leaner and yeah. leaner. Just like you said, it just made me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me happy. I. And then you got the you switch your job, right? Yeah, I cha- I um, you know, it's it's funny how things waterfall, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, I yeah, I found a new job, but not only did I find a new job, I found like a dream job. You know, I've always wanted to work at Disney, and, and here I am, I'm I'm working at Disney. You know, and living in Burbank, living in Burbank, Disney. working at Disney. You know, like what more can you? Two beautiful kids. Yeah. You know, a bike ride away from the academy. You know, my it's just great, you know, like living I brought the dream. my living the dream, you know, it's like, it's funny how when you fix one area of your mm. life, things tend to waterfall, right? Like your mindset changes, you become more positive and you just put that out into the universe and, and, and things start to happen, you know, and you know, you, you gotta, for me, it was just a matter of taking control of my life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Congrats, man. Yeah, That's thanks, awesome. man. A white belt. Yeah. Any recommendations for like a new a new guy like you know like yeah. you were saying when you were when you were a kid starting out like yeah. it was tough. Stay with it. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard. The journey is worth it, you know. You're going to come home from your from a day training, beat up, bruised, ego shattered. Man, this is for black belts too. You know, when you're when you when you train with a purple belt who catches you five times in one day, your ego's gonna hurt. You're gonna come home. You're gonna be like, I hate this. I need to take a week off. Stick with it. You know, it's easy. And this is why I tell people in class too don't take rounds off. Don't take rounds off. Don't sit on the edge. Grab somebody and go 20% if you have to. Mm. Just go. Just move. You know, like I, I was just telling Kevin too, man, before you got here, I was like, look, man, you don't got kids. You're single. Just train. Just tra- you you have the opportunity now. People ask me all the time, hey, who are you sticking around for the next life? Man, I got to go be a dad right now. I can't. Yeah. I got to go. You Other responsibilities. So, yeah, so my change. advice to, to people who have the time, train as much as you can. And my advice to anybody, not just white belts, is just do it. You know, just, just come in. Get beat up. It's okay. Go home. Ice it. Take some ibuprofen. Come back tomorrow. Don't take rounds off. Put yourself out there. Roll with, roll with guys who are going to push you. When guys you're tired, are, when you're not when feeling you're tired, good, maybe, yeah. you know, train around injuries, mm-hmm. right? Train Don't around stop. injuries, you know. Let me tell you another story from when I was on a bike belt. I was rolling, I, I was rolling with a purple belt, mm. and he knee-barred me. And he was not something you're supposed to do, right? And I injured my knee. And, you know, being a wrestler, my game was all top game. But because my knee was injured and I was now addicted to jujitsu, I didn't want to take days off. So what did I do? I came and played nothing but guard because it didn't hurt my knees. And um, and that's really the beginning of how I started developing my guard. So yeah, like you said, work around. Blessing in disguise, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, find, find the positivity in, in anything, you, anything, right? Like these roadblocks are just that, they're roadblocks. You can figure out ways around them, right? And they're, they're opportunities to find other ways to improve yourself, right? Um, man, I remember hearing this story when I was at like a freshman in high school about Dan Gable. You know Dan Gable is, right? Of course, of course. I was yeah. a big old Legend. fan when I was, a, when, I was yeah. a, when I was younger. I would read all the stuff, every book, everything that was on him. Living legend, mm-hmm. right? Just and on so, his mindset. And yeah. Just, yeah. Days he couldn't train, you know he did? He found like rope and like strengthened his forearms, you know, like anything. You know, so look, I, I know I sound like a crazy obsessed person right now, um, but you know, th- there's little things you can do, right? To, to continue to improve and... Um, you know, if you need to take a day off, take a day off. But, you know, don't don't let it become a habit, right? Because just like getting in shape can be a, a habit, losing this can be a habit too, right? So stick with it, you know? Stick through the hard days. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
It's gonna ask you, you know, some things that you're grateful for that jujitsu has oh given my you. God. Man, so much. You know, I said it a few times. I, one of the things that I met my wife training. Mm. Right? We we met as blue belts at HBAJ and that kind of waterfalled into us getting married, you know, we dating and get married and have two beautiful kids, you know? And so um, I think that's the thing I'm most grateful for. But um, also, you know, yeah, right. the my <laughs> family, but also yeah. like the camaraderie, you know, yeah. I've met so many amazing, some of my best friends I've mm. met are mm. through jujitsu, right? And so um, some of the coolest experiences I've had are through jujitsu. Um, the, the mentality it helps instill in me. It's just, I mean, this is my therapy. This is my, this is what helps center me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I have a very, very busy career. I have a busy family life. Coming to jujitsu, whatever stress I'm facing that day helps mm -hmm. me kind of wash it away, right? And for those two hours, I'm just, I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm just moving. I'm just adapting and learning and just going, right? And flowing. And coming out of that, I feel just so much better, right? Like, <laughs> I used to train with this guy, um, who's a brown belt, I was a blue belt. And I, and at the time I had a really tough boss and she was just a tough person to deal with. And um, I used to joke, like, I used to train with him in the mornings at 6 a.m. And- Yeah, you'd come in the morning too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love training in the mornings. <clears throat> he would beat me up in the morning. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six. he was a brown belt, 280 pounds also like Kev here. And um, he was like, he- Tarantula guard, shout out. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> So I was like, getting beat up by him in the morning, man, my day can't get much worse than that, right? Like, so jujitsu, it just helps me find that focus, helps me find that center, you know? And um, I'm so grateful for that. It helped me find that, like, that competitive spirit in me that I take everywhere, you know? And it's just changed me for the better, every aspect of my life. And, you know, I, I know I know it's not everyone's thing. You know, I know jujitsu can be a bit touchy-feely, not, that's not everyone's thing, you know? But it, I recommend... To everyone to try it. Mm -hmm. I every the old adage: once you you know, jujitsu people won't shut up about jujitsu, and so I I tell everybody you know it's 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 a great outlet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's like that. My my touchstone too. You know, like yeah. if I don't do it, like I I'm not you know more just I'm on my edge. I'm not yeah. I'm not just even the community right. Just being around it. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, you remember the first time I saw you after the pandemic, man. Like I, I, I was stuck at we were, home. We were, we were together on yeah. the, the, day the day before, before. we closed, yeah. right? We were training. Yeah, and then <laughs> I came noon. in one day. I came in one day. I saw you. I'm like, oh, man, oh, man, it's, like, it's just being around everybody, man. Yeah. It just puts a smile on my face, yeah. you know. It's just like yeah. people will disagree about many things, right? In, the, in a in a certain community, there's mm. many many things to disagree about, especially today. But the one thing we can all agree is that we love doing this together, yeah. right? And and when you see when I see other people training, I see other people getting better, I geek out when I see my students, when I see other students, when I see just people around me getting yeah, yeah, better. It makes yeah. I get so proud. We're all striving, right, to be better. To Man, be, be the best version of ourselves. hundred percent. And it I take so much I, I'm proud of them. Mm -hmm, you know, it's mm -hmm. when I see my students getting better, I get I'm it makes me so happy. It's one of the happiest things for me. Like when I see my students compete and lose, you know, like I think I wear that loss more than they do. You know, I, I take it personally. Like, I'm like, I feel like a personal sense of ownership on that and responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I need to figure out how to get you out of the bottom. I need to figure out how to make you better here because it's my job, right? And so, and when I see it work and see them succeed there, they own that win. And I am so happy for them, you know? It just, 
Yeah, it's incredible, man. Culture, right? We're all trying to help each other be our best version of ourselves by helping others reach, reach theirs as well, right? I saw this knucklehead get his purple belt yesterday, man. I was so happy for him, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you for, yeah. you know, your example, everything that you give to all of us every single day. Yeah. I appreciate always training with you. I love, like, some of the crazy positions <laughs> yeah, we get into. It, it's always, like, we're always yeah. these crazy positions. I don't know if you wonder, like, we're like, what are we doing? <laughs> Where are we at? <laughs> yeah, man. No, likewise, thank you, man. I, I mean, like I said earlier, thank you for opening up your home, uh, this, this academy, right, mm. and keeping the culture. It's hard to keep the culture consistent over so many years, and you found uh, the trick to doing it, man. So thank you for that. And um, just everything you've built and, and have me on today, man. It's, it's fun. It's always fun to reminisce about your, your own path and your own mm -hmm. journey and, mm -hmm. and talk about it. Right. And, um, so man, yeah, thank you for having me and thank you for, like I said, for everything you've built downstairs. Thank you, brother. Thank yeah. you.